Welcome to the Johnville Podcast, episode 14, I think. Sitting at O'Neill's with our good buddies, Johnny Good Times. What's up, Johnny? What's happening? And Mike Angelina. Hey, guys. How are you, Michael? I'm good. Good to be back. Any car wrecks this week? No, it's how's, safe driving. How's the car treating you? I love it. The gas mileage is awesome. I haven't had to fill it up uh, once yet. You made the move this, from, the, from the Taurus, Come right? on. How, how yeah. old are you, Mike? 23. 23. You don't buy a car at 23 for the gas mileage. You buy it for the babes. He was rocking a Taurus before this. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I mean. A, a really old Taurus. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd talk like I'm big stuff. I was rocking a Taurus like up until five years ago. Until my, my wife came in and she's like, yeah, nah. Nothing says chicks like a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I actually bought it from an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> like an estate sale. <laughs> Those things have some get up and go, though. <laughs> Those no, things, those things will, oh no. <laughs> well, the old heads like the V8s and the V6, like the Crown Vic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I used to have a Crown Vic because it was my granddad's. <laughs> and then I got it. Dude, that Crown Vic, man. And and uh, the funny thing is, like, white people not interested in the Crown Vic. No. Black people For all sure. love my car. <laughs> they were always like, dude, that, those wheels are so sweet. And I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty rocking. Yeah. <laughs> was it like an old cop car? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. But it's the same style as the cop car. Yeah. My style. Uh, and it was like aqua. It's like an aqua crown <laughs> Vic, dude. I was cruising. I would cruise. I'd be cruising down the street. Like, people would, like, do a double take because they thought I was a cop. <laughs> They're very comfortable. They ride pretty smooth. Oh, dude. So smooth. They're so heavy. So comfortable. So comfortable. It's, it's uh, you know, uh, built for comfort, not for. Well, no, it's built for comfort and speed, really. It's just not built for, like, the sexy factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting at O'Neill's, our favorite pub, uh, 611 South 3rd Street between Bainbridge and South Street. Well, it was our favorite pub until they just started this Grateful Dead uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, set that's yeah, been going good, on for about an hour and a half. apologizing and, in advance for the yeah. Grateful Dead in the background. Well, yeah, except except Mike over here. Mike's the yeah. deadhead. I'm a fan, yeah. We yeah. got a deadhead in the midst. And we got to say, this is a violation that happens constantly in bars where you if you like a band you can't play three four songs in a row of that particular band no you're That's right for to- like at total, home. total violation you're absolutely right on Do- that double shots the most you can go I think yeah That's yeah even yeah, kind of yeah even that's pushing it yeah, but yeah. yeah you're uh have you guys seen now that um the you can there's some jukeboxes now that you can basically pay for the songs from your phone oh it's yeah it's like a new thing they've, they've well like the jukebox here you can yeah I have the app are you serious? Most of the places. I'll tell you what. Some nights, if uh, like Phil's bartending here, and uh, I'll just play like Chuck Mangione from my house on this jukebox, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just get a text and be like, "You jerk off." <laughs> That's amazing. You can play the worst songs because oh, you can check in from wherever you are. You can play it in fucking Paris. If so you, you wait. You pay to play songs in this jukebox when you're at home just to piss off Phil? <laughs> Sometimes, That's yeah. awesome. That's beautiful. Is it, is That's it, um, beautiful. universal app, or is it uh, like... Yeah, it's Android or... Uh, no, well, like, no, no, it's like it's generic app. It depends like on which jukebox. This is a um, AMI jukebox. It's AMI and touch tunes, like okay. New Wave Down the Streets touch tunes, so I do the same thing when Bill's bartending. And That's so terrific. You, get the two, uh, you, just, you just play Dust in the Wind by Kansas three straight times. <laughs> just absolutely drive business right out the door. Nothing brings it down like like a, there's the Barbara Streisand song like you don't bring me flowers oh no send in the clowns <laughs> send in the clowns is so brutal in a bar 
Yeah, I mean, I'm like that stuff's cool. I'm still the old school jukebox guy. I still love the jukebox where they have their 50 songs. Either like them, well, more than 50, but their 200 yeah. songs. Either like them or you don't. Right. And that's and that's and and I feel like that can create the personality, help create the personality of that ball. Totally agree. These things, anyone can play anything. Right. Right. So you can come in here and you can freaking rock out Limp Biscuit for yeah, 30 yeah. minutes, and yeah. then like. Everybody around you is completely miserable, but you have your limp biscuit. There was a good dude here. Uh, I won't say his name, but Kid Rock obsessed and just nonstop oh, Kid no. Rock on the jukebox. Yeah, he's an insane asylum now. I assume <laughs> it's an odd taste. So since we've uh, since we've gone, the Eagles have drafted some players. Sam Bradford's been throwing a hissy fit. Eagles, Howie Roseman. This is where Howie Roseman's got to make a name for himself. This is almost like Pat Gillick style, where. Later rounds, he's got to find some players here. Yeah, and I think there's a, there's a couple places to go. I think we'll we'll start with the early picks and we'll work our way up. I guess in terms of you know what what they got and, and what they uh, what they did, and I'm going to start it with saying, who won this past Super Bowl? Denver, correct. And what did Denver do in the draft? Denver got a quarterback. They much You're, like the Eagles, they traded up. You, you are correct. But they traded up quite a bit more subtly. That guy's a bust. Come on. Paxton Lynch. Uh, he, uh, he, he is he is there is equal chance that he and Carson Wentz are busts. Get the hell out equal of here. Chances. Dude. Equal chances. Equal chances. Well then why did he get a twenty six and why did would Wentz have Because what I what I talked about in the last podcast, it doesn't matter when they go. That the, there is no way to evaluate what a college quarterback will do in the pros. So Do you, you see say, Paxton Lynch? Yeah, he doesn't even look like an athlete. Come on, man. He does have he does have punk body style, Terrible. which is like yeah, yeah. He's not he's not toned or anything. He just no. looks like a dude. He, he looks, looks like, like a dude. He looks like Connor Barwin trying to play quarterback. Yeah, so my, I have a friend that calls it punk body style. <laughs> like it's just like there's you're not like big. You're not like you know you're not like out of shape, but you yeah. just don't really have a shape. You're just right. sort no of defi- no right, definition. Like, sort uh, of amorphous, like Don yeah. Brown. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so unimpressive in Gruden's camp, which I mean is so pivotal in making or break in quarterbacks. Paxton Lynch was ordinary, man. If you can't excel in Gruden's camp, I don't want a part of you. You have that much faith in Gruden? No, of no, of course not. you don't. No. So, uh, so they make a very modest trade up for a guy who is every bit as likely to be successful as Carson Wentz. Um, but that's uh, that's ignoring like evaluations of them. That's just saying, well, you know, they have. Mike Mayock doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, quarterbacks A, B, C, and D all have equal opportunity to work out. It's it's not really taking account of the difference in talent, though. It's taking into the history of the draft, like we talked about last time, which is that you really are rolling the dice. I mean, now, granted, you can say, okay, maybe Wentz has a 40% chance of succeeding and maybe Lynch has a you know 33% chance or what have you. But is that percentage difference, both of which aren't even 50-50, is that worth everything that the Eagles gave up? To me, a Super Bowl team, a team that just won it, doesn't think, oh, let's sacrifice the entire future to get Carson Wentz instead of Paxton Lynch. Listen, again, with the, the sacrifice the entire future, it was two picks. That and the, the those risks you talk about with taking a quarterback, those picks had risked themselves. Maybe it's, whatever, 65% I mean, chance it's going to be a good player anyway. Almost every mock draft had Paxton Lynch going like mid-first round. If it wasn't for the Broncos being desperate and the lunacy of Jerry Jones, he probably would have been a second-round pick. Why do you say lunacy of Jerry Jones? 
Because he, he was, was traded up to. He was the one trying to trade off. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I thought so you were talking about because the they took. I thought, I, thought, I thought you meant because they took Elliott. No, they're the only two player, people who are going to, two clubs who are going to take Paxton Lynch in the first round. Okay. A desperate team and Jerry Jones. Hey, wow. what, what about the Eagles now drafting guys with sketchy backgrounds? Thank God. I'm all about yeah. it, right? Of course. I mean, let's, let's not pretend this is, this isn't what it is. And keep, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's these guys are these guys are supposed like you, you have to be a certain kind of maniac to play football at that level. I mean, you have to be out of your mind. You have to be, you know, you, I, do I want my baseball team to hire those guys? Of course not. I, I feel like the base. I feel like a baseball team. I'm invite you know. I'm inviting them over for dinner. I got them over <laughs> at the house every night at seven o'clock. They're hanging out. We're having a few beers. Yeah. We're getting to know each like like you know. I I let them like play with my kid. Wait. Football players. If they knock on the door and I show up, like everybody's uh, like moving around the house, like it's like Jehovah's Witnesses or something. Like nobody nobody answers the door. Nobody answers. It's an NFL guy. Because like you, I just expect them to be maniacs. And the best proof of like the different attitudes of sports is uh. You know, if somebody in, in football gets um, caught with PEDs, we kind of like like we kind of act like it's an injury. Like, ah, oh, he's out for four weeks, whatever. Right. Somebody in baseball, they, they get caught with drugs. It's like it's, it's, a, it's like the crime of the century. Oh know? my gosh, dude, it it drives me crazy. Like, like the the self right, and, and that's a whole other topic. And I won't go down yeah. this down Justin this trail Verlander. too far. But like the the whole sanctimoniousness of baseball writers just drives me insane. The, the the same people who rode the gravy train in the nineties were the yeah. first guys wagging their fingers. That, right. That's kind of how they got famous, because right. they wrote about it. Like, exactly, we're, and they totally the... let it slide. They knew it was happening. Yeah. You think they're in the locker room every single day, and they're not like, eh, come on, we know this. Nobody would break the story because everybody's riding the gravy train. Then finally the story breaks, and everybody says, uh-uh-uh, we're not letting you in the hall. You should have been a better person. It's just like, oh, that, that, that just drives me crazy. And then, and then they have the nerve to go on the air and, oh, but Barry Bonds is just like, you know, shouldn't have done. It's like, dude, you let this happen. This was on your watch. This is your whole responsibility as a journalist is to expose this, and you didn't do it because it was the going got good for you. And then you're going to turn around and tell me ten years later that these guys aren't deserving in the hall. That, that stuff drives me nuts. Man, he's fired up. Do you touch the nerve? He's like nah, fired that's up a, with that's these a, baseball journalists. Yeah, that, that's a topic that really it really does drive me crazy. Like, and, and it goes back because, like, in the football thing, you know, we yeah, take. So, it. so having said that, I like what the Eagles did. <laughs> <laughs> The thing, the thing that drove me crazy this week is you had callers on sports radio and even journalists writing about these guys' sketchy background when you just can't win here. When it was Chip, people were complaining. Oh, he never picked uh, any guys all the good with character guys. issues. He's got all these choir boys, and now they, they pick these guys. It's like, oh, my God, did you see he was arrested for intimidating a witness? Well, and, do you know what it really is? It's Writers didn't watch these guys. There's, these guys went in the seventh, you know, fifth rounds, third rounds, because they weren't that noticeable. And the writers... They can, you know, look up a guy's Wikipedia or his bio and, and see that he's suspended or, you know, arrested or whatever. And they can, oh, well, you know, it's red flag. You know, they didn't actually watch it, so they can't. It's the only thing they, they have tangible to talk about, I guess. Right. Yeah, they got like one sentence on his wiki page, and it yeah. means that he's just a monster. And sports radio callers in particular. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, what's his name? That, um, uh, uh, not, is it Tunsil? That went to Jeremy, the, yeah, Jeremy Tunsil. That, now, that was a funny draft story. Yeah. Now, that's something where, I mean... What a, <laughs> a ten thousand uh, dollar, ten million dollar bong hit that was! Right, and 
and, and you know, let's. Uh, that was allegedly, obviously, his stepfather. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, they're suing each other. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they already so, were. Right, right, know, right. Yeah. So yeah. they already can't stand each other. And that was one of those things where when is the NFL going to learn? Like, when are these teams going to learn? Right. Like, Oh my gosh! This twenty-one-year-old smoke pot. Oh, we right. stay away from him. Stay away from him. I mean, oh no, it's fine. No, pick the pick the guy that beat his beat his girlfriend. But the dude, the guy smoking pot. I mean, that guy's obviously an animal. It's just like we're dealing with this mindset of these dudes who are just so clueless. They're they're locked in this bubble. They're so clueless that they think it's like this. You know, they think it's like the eighties. They think it's like, like Reagan's in office. Right. And just say no. And like, oh, he did pot. Just, he did the pot. Oh, we can't draft him. He did the pot. It's just like okay, uh, Randy Moss. How many teams do you think said, oh, gee whiz, that guy smoked some pot? But I wish we had drafted him. Warren Sapp. How many teams a lot do you of think colleges too? Yeah. How many how many, how many uh, teams said, man, maybe we should have taken Warren Sapp. Uh, even though he smoked the pot, it's just like they let all of these things happen. You can you can pull a gun on a guy, yeah. you can beat a woman. That's fine. Just don't smoke the pot. You know what? Do you think it's, it's the smoking the pot or the chance that they're going to get suspended and you, you might lose them for half a season or whatever for failing drug tests? No, I, I, in this particular instance, just from like hearing the different reactions I've heard, I think um, some people. Like, I think it was the, the image of him wearing the gas mask that threw people off. Like, it's not as... <laughs> it's definitely not his first bonk hit. <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, but that is just like... It, like uh, people uh, talk, uh, you think it's like... You like, think it's scene, like, you like, know... They don't, maybe it's not yeah, like... It's, yeah, people, it's not, people are like, oh, this guy This guy reminds me of World War One. I. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, can't like, I can't have this in my city. It's almost like... The, like, so old, like the, the gap in, like, ages of, like, the GM's owners or whatever, and, like, the, the fans I hear react this way. It's almost like they don't... Like, if you go to college, like, you see... that You see... You know, gas masks are around. Like it's maybe they weren't as common. <laughs> are they? Man, I'm so old. We had them in high school. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. We're, we're talking about this on Monday. I can't wait to hear uh, more about these gas college gas masks. That was something that was not around just, when I was uh, in school. Yeah, just uh, come on, man. It was around when I was in high school. We had a gas you mask. Had gas mask? Yeah. You were hanging around some sketchy dudes. Man, it was just like one person would have it. It would just be. It would be there. You know, you. We had a snorkel, like a long snorkel with a little bowl on the end of it. Oh wow! Yeah, now nah, we uh, we pretty much just had the water bong. It was pretty <laughs> traditional. I mean, you know, and it seemed like it really served the purpose. I don't know if I ever thought, man, if only if only there was something covering my face, making me really hot and sweaty, this would be an even better buzz. Yeah, you go share it with ten people. Too. Right, right, right. Yeah, who I'm gonna I'm just gonna inhale all of their freaking cold and. Did you see his face when he pulls it off? It's like the biggest shitty <laughs> grin. Oh, oh, of course it is. Of course it is. His entire face has just been completely like, just he's been just ingesting. He's been ingesting pot through every hole in his head. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think the, the image of people seeing that they don't like. It was like maybe it was so stark that uh, they thought it was worse than it was. Yeah, no, I think I think I think you know the funny thing is, and, and that's a great point, Mike. Because I think that not only was it the fact that he smoked pot, I, th- I think if he had smoked it out of a you know out of a joint, yeah. it wouldn't have had that same image. Yeah, right. and, I sure. think that, and I think for that and I think that teams, I think that teams wouldn't have completely lost their minds. And I, might on be, this guy. I might be mistaken, but I feel like the NFL is the easiest league to not get caught. They get tested once during training camp. I've actually and then that's been, it for the year. Right. Yeah, I've, so, I've actually been reading a. Um, I've actually been reading a book uh, by Nate Jackson, who used to play for the Broncos. I probably don't remember him. He was like, you know, a sometime tight end. What would make you pick up a Nate Jackson book? 
being at the thrift store and it's a buck, and yeah. then like reading through a few pages. I mean, he's not a particularly good writer, but it's just fa- it's a really like it's a you know it's kind of a ball four type thing where he's a it's a very honest behind the scenes look, which I always you know interested in. And so I, I'm reading the book, and he talked about that about how. These guys know when they're getting tested. Right. Once they get tested, they all go back to smoking pot. Sure. <laughs> because but they don't be- get tested again. Right, because and, and because like pot is such a better pain reliever than what anybody else is giving them, which is basically all heroin. Right. So they, they the players, because they're smart, are smoking pot and the uh, and the owners and the GMs and stuff because they're evil are tell or like trying to like stop it from happening. I mean I mean I mean it, it's it's really like it's really horrifying that these guys take opioids which they then become addicted to instead of smoking pot which the players think is equally right. uh, uh, as effective but not legal. I mean it's it, it really is astounding. If you get any listeners out there that are going to be in Denver anytime soon, don't go in and ask for something mellow. <laughs> All right? I'm just going to give you, this is just a free, this is a PSA from me to you. Uh, get something that's going to bring you up. Don't say I want something mellow. I took, I took a couple jelly uh, uh, gummy things that were yeah. mellow. Uh-huh. Way too mellow. Yeah, I mean, just like unresponsive, like not talking to anybody. I was like, why did I do it? Like, I'm hanging out here with friends. Why would I possibly want to be mellow? What was I even thinking when I said that? That's the old indica strains. They call it indicouch, but it's called indica, and it's just a total body, like... Right. I hate that stuff. I, I just choked. It was a total choke job by me. There was I, was one, in the, I was in the pot store. You fear, you, yeah. you fear and get annoyed out, or you fear yeah, something yeah, yeah. too no, strong? Exactly. So I, was I, was, like, I was scared of paranoia. Right, right. So I wanted to go the opposite of yeah. paranoia. <laughs> put you to sleep. Right, and just like put me on the couch, like drooling into a pillow. And it's just like, I, I need to... I needed something that was going to make me happy without right. the paranoia. That's right. what I should ask for. But I went from opposite of anxiety, mm-hmm. and instead I was just, you know, just dumb all weekend. Right. What, what was the, uh, the the person you were dealing with, the, the clerk or whoever they, working there? What bud, were they like? They're bud tenders, aren't they? Bud, okay. Yeah, bud, bud tenders. tenders, yeah. Were, were they like, you know, how I imagine them? It's, you know, you're... It, it's very, it's, it's no, I mean, they're not, they, 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 like, maybe they are stoners, but they're taking the happy pot. Because like they're just like uh, in a, you know they're not like yo what's up bro oh, yeah, no, <laughs> like no. like it's not like a it's not like you're walking in imagine like a bong shop <laughs> yeah, right yeah no it's not like that it's like these guys are just really fr- it's just great customer service like yeah. oh what are you looking for you want some cookies mm-hmm. you want some soda you mm-hmm. want it? and you're like wow okay this is this is really enjoyable yeah. like I'm not in somebody's like sketchy den. And like not to get too far into my <laughs> yeah, past, yeah. but like you know, college was college. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like real we, sanitary. It's real clean. When we it's walked really into friendly. the um, coffee shops in Amsterdam, it was similar, man. Very professional, totally. In Amsterdam, the coffee shops like you can sit there and smoke no alcohol, so you can't mix alcohol with weed, which is fantastic. Everyone's just chill. But I was like super paranoid when I first got in there, and uh, I remember saying to the guy, I was like, you know. This is cool. I can walk around the streets. This is cool. Yeah, what an American! Right? Because is he's this like, cool, he's or is there, is there are there like six guys in like in like a and there's like a tank outside? Yeah. Where they're just gonna kick me into the curb because it was all set. He up. was like, first time here. I was like, yeah. He's like, you can take this out front and ask a police officer to roll you a joint, <laughs> and they probably will. He's like, welcome to paradise. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, we got a special guest rolling in. All right. Yeah. And I hear Sit this down, guy. Jason. I hear the Sit guy. Sit uh, over here. 
Yeah, that those headphones should work. They I hear this. Uh, I hear this gentleman that we are uh, bringing in is a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Is that correct? Uh, this is true. All right, Greg, you want to give us an intro here? Or what? Hold on, man. I'm working on. I'm working the board. I'm making sure the cords are good, man. Yeah, so this is my buddy Jason. Jason, um, you want to plug your place, man? Uh, I own uh, Trinity Picture Framing right on the corner of Third and Bainbridge. Yeah, man. They frame all kinds of shit. They frame pretty much everything in my <laughs> house. Fucking everything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Made me a great light box for my. I have an X-ray of uh, my forearm with plates and screws in it, and I was like, "Can you guys do anything with this?" I can create like a beautiful light box and stuff, so I have it on my wall. I can turn it on and check out my X-ray. It's cool. What a weirdo! Yeah, this I mean, guy. This guy's got got picture X-rays of his broken arm on his wall. <laughs> yeah, man. We're, we were just talking about smoke a pot. <laughs> is it a black light? Can you put a black light? Is it a black light on it or a regular light? No, I'm sure you could put a black light back there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you want to do a shot before we get talking here? Yeah. That'd be yeah. Awesome. Now this guy. Uh, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm miserable fucking sober, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. All right. J- I, it's Jason, true. is that right? Yeah. He's Cheers, sunk. brother. Nice to meet you. Johnny. Johnny? Yep. Johnny, this is Mike. Mike. Mike, nice to meet you. Yeah, I hung out with Jason last night, and he was pretty miserable for the first hour and a half. We got That's a couple a, beers and a couple shots, true. and then you were super happy. And <laughs> Just how it works. Ready to yeah. podcast. Right. Yeah. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Let's <laughs> have a TV show. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Great TV show idea. And I'm not giving it away here, but we're going to talk like... I'll do a Jaeger. Uh, Jameson. Jaeger? Nah. Got a freaking two-year-old at home. Right, every you're, week you're you say sticking, that. You're sticking to the pot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking to the pot guy. <laughs> Man, I wish. I haven't had, yeah, I haven't had only pot one? in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got kids? Load the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I got four kids, yeah. yeah. Two All right, girls, I'll get a shot. Hold two, on, I'll get a shot. Two girls, this, two boys. This guy's got, got four a, kids. Got a, speaking, of, speaking of pussy, I mean, I, I just I just pulled the biggest pussy move in the history of the world. Yo, he's the, the guy with four kids said, "Yeah, I'll take a freaking uh, I'll take a freaking Jameson." And I, I was like, a, "No, I have one child at home." Got, All right, I got it. He's got I a sixteen-year-old girl. You have a girl or boy? Nah, nah boy. Well, you're stoked. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I thought it was total bullshit. It's totally true. Like boys are so much easier, man. Yeah, that's oh what I've my heard. God. Like, I didn't understand 17-year-old girls when I was 17, and I <laughs> right, fucking sure. don't understand them now. <laughs> right, absolutely. At all. I'm like, fuck. Yo, he's kids looking at uh, St. Joe's Prep for high school. Is it 17 grand? 23. 23 grand, dude. What? <laughs> yeah. A year or for a lifetime membership? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what? A year, man. Oh, right, That's dude. wild. Uh, oh, I got the egg. Hey, Ange. Can I get a fireball, please? Oh, man. And he goes fireball. See, I can't win. I can't win. Listen, I can't win. As long as you're drinking fireball. something, I will never bitch about that. <laughs> well, we still have a fireball, John. Uh, you're right, man. It's the name. You're Fireball Johnny. Johnny fireball Johnny. Johnny. Johnny used to be on the podcast. <laughs> we used Fireball Johnny. Fireball Johnny. Yeah, man. It's what? What is it? It's 530. Something's got to go down smooth. It's I'm not Friday trying. Friday night, man. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night, my all my six thirty. Pu- yeah, my <laughs> wife's gonna be so excited when I show up at home. Yeah, I'm not going clubbing after this. I'm not Carl. Remember Carl came in last week? He was like all dapped out, yeah. collar shirt going yeah. ready to go up the old. Zoo. Yeah, like what are you doing? He's like old Sam. It's like of course you are. Look at you. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. You're gonna come storming home, ranting and raving about PEDs. Joker. All right, all right. cheers, gents. Yeah, cheers. cheers.
Dude, I had a great lunch today at the the Supery up in Fishtown. Oh, I heard about that place. Soup is slamming. I heard it's really good. The food was amazing while I was there. Front end, the L bar, right across from the L bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said Fishtown? Yeah. That place is so unrecognizable to me. Like, I might as well... I might as well be traveling to like Salt Lake City. Right. Like, like I mean, I'm just in. I, I enter that area because I'm. I don't go there very often because mm-hmm. I live in the other part of town. And like, the rare times I'm there, from having been there when I was younger and used to go out, it's just like a completely different world. It's unreal. It's I, not like it was though. I mean, no. Now it's completely changed. My friend had a studio up there, and I we went up there like it was like 91 or 92, and I saw. Kids eating raw, barefoot, eating raw hot dogs, throwing fucking bottles twice. Like it wasn't just like a fucking like it wasn't like a a weird thing. It happened multiple times. <laughs> Throw, throwing hot dogs? No, eating raw oh, hot, eating dogs, hot dogs, barefooted, throwing bottles twice. <laughs> At what? What did they throw well, bottles? Who could know? I wasn't sticking around to find out. These kids were like eleven, and I was running. I'm like, right. this is horrifying. The fish town, the fish town kids I went to school with were super nice, but yeah. if you got in a fight with them, it's like you got in a fight with like their whole family. Like I, uncles would pop out and stuff. I grew, I grew up in Lancaster. I didn't know anything about any of that crap. I'm like, Bleh. You know a funny story? Like, we we bought a house in South Philly, mm-hmm. and like two days after we bought a house, I'm walking down the street and I see these kids. They're playing what I thought was baseball, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, look, they're playing baseball with a stick. Oh, they're playing baseball with a tennis ball. I'm like, oh, they're playing baseball with a half a tennis yeah, ball. I'm like, I was like, oh, there's poor kids. They came afford. They came in a poor little tennis ball. <laughs> Wait, you never saw Happy's before? Never. I grew up with baseball fields, man. I don't know. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Joe, and he's just like, you're an idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> These poor kids. <laughs> they only have half a tennis ball. Johnny, did you ever hear, did you ever hear of Happy's? Did you play Happy's? Nah. Right. Is that with the half the tennis ball and like the well, like that? old school guys will do half a pimple ball, but yeah, tennis balls now. So is that like a, a sick ball? Yeah, well, but, but, but with half a ball, I've seen it. I've seen it yeah. in the streets before. Like we, yeah. do, I don't know. We had played it like against the wall usually. So you toss a halfy up. If you hit it with a stick, like if it hits the first floor, it's a single. If it hits the second floor, double, and so on. And so okay. On. Yeah. No, buddy. When I first moved here. Um, Buddy of mine and I, we had no forms of entertainment because we were, we couldn't afford anything. No TV. We had one. We had a dot. We had a one dollar radio we bought from like a thrift store, and that was our whole like access to the outside world. And we, we but we we lived across the street from Star Garden, oh, yeah. and we would play uh, we would play highly competitive one on one wiffle ball games. All right. Yeah. 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 A, wiffle yeah. ball is fun. Like yeah. When and we had the, we got the, we, like, the one our one expenditure. Like it wasn't a TV. It wasn't yeah. like you know going out somewhere nice. Our one expenditure was like one of those nets that has the strike zone in the middle. Oh sure, man. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. way we were able that we actually would run nine inning games and like we had lines drawn because it was an all sand infield. Mm-hmm. Pass this line to single. Right. Pass this line to double. Pass yeah, this yeah. line to you know if if you hit just in a perfect spot on either side it's a triple mm-hmm. and. Certain level, it's a home run, yeah. and we would just you got to because you have to pitch the ball, and then you just got to start running. If it's a fucking pop up, right? You got to start running right, into right. the outfield, and make right? The catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to make the catch, and <laughs> yeah. then the uh, but we'd play the field backwards because the fences were 
um, like the uh, behind home plate. So we we throw and and hit from second base because you're trying to hit a home run, right. and that's the only place a fence would. Yeah. We were going to hit it like into Lombard Street, right? You know, but like yeah, I love like like it was insane how hyper competitive we were about like playing wiffle ball. Well, I have uh, I actually noticed when I was you know switching cars recently. I have a folding chair I kept in my car that I would use for wiffle ball. That's that, what that you use. Our, yeah, I that would mean, be our strike zone. That's a little like elitist. Oh, yeah, wow. That would, be, that would be our strike zone. Yeah, uh, yeah. everyone the used chair the folding up. chair as a yeah, strike now, zone. Now, when I moved here, I was a big time elitist. It's, a, it's, Absolutely. A, it's elitist to use a whole ball. Apparently. Going full circle. You have a whole wiffle ball. That's amazing. Look at Fancy Johnny over there with the whole wiffle ball. Yeah. yeah, oh, that guy. Yeah, so, no, he's, he he th- he thinks he's hot shit. So yeah, easy look to at him. crush a whole ball. Like, let me see him crush half a wiffle ball. Do you ever play the rule? Um, you, if you catch a pop up and there's a man on base, you can throw the chair. If you hit the chair, it's a double play. No, yeah. oh, no, no, no. I like that. I, I, like, I like pulling that. that off. Yeah. Oh, I like that. How about we used to call it homicide, but so we all just throw the ball against the wall. If you go to catch it and you drop it. Then you got to run and touch the wall and say safe. Oh, you know we we call that wall ball. Wall ball? Yeah. And then you just ping people with yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. There's the, 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 the pegging zone. I forget what had happened. There was something. There would be something that would happen where you'd have to just stand there. Oh, uh, uh, somebody caught it. Uh, then in the air? Yeah, then mm-hmm. the person who threw it, I think, had to touch the wall. All right. Because I remember what, what, it's what, kind of like tagging up. What, like, what, kind of, what kind of ball were you playing tennis with? Like tennis ball. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. My buddy called that ass ball because you get pegged in the ass like if you right like, you got to stand with your hands like you're like the cops are telling you go yeah. up against the wall and just let right. people peg you the guy walking behind john yeah. he came out of the bathroom so oddly looking like adjusting his flies <laughs> i don't know if he was pulling his zipper up or what but he just had the craziest look on his face when he rolled out of the bathroom <laughs> In other words, we got the VIP seat here at O'Neill's. Uh, yeah. If anybody needs to find us, just go to the VIP. It's a red. It's like a red velvet uh, uh, rope, and then we'll be right behind yeah. that. The cigarette machines here. Too. Yeah. Now Debo is right in front of that rope, and he'll have to let you through. But just tell him you know Johnny. Just tell him you know Johnny. It's fine. Just hanging out by the bed. We might as well be handing out mints. We might as well be like doing a podcast, handing out mints at the same time. Yeah. Have any of you guys been to Del Frisco's? Yeah. I've been in there, yeah. Have you been in the bathrooms at Del Frisco? Nah. <laughs> I went there for a bachelor party. What did you eat? Fucking green beans? Oh, <laughs> dude, I ate like a 15... <laughs> a baked potato? And a fucking... you're, you're on it. Yeah. A salad, yeah. a baked potato, and onion rings. You're the fucking worst, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst. It's like, still, it's like... Jesus. It's like you go out... I go out at a bachelor party, like 10 dudes. I order a baked potato... Uh, salad and onion rings, and it's like, all right, we're just gonna split the bill like <laughs> ten ways. And I'm thinking, all right, I can't be the douchebag who says, right. wait a minute, my bill is like twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah my yours. bill's twelve dollars. Yours is one hundred seventeen. Yeah. Yours is two hundred. You yeah. go to Del Frisco's and you ain't you ain't eating a steak. That's your fucking problem. But listen, man, the bathrooms are like a Seven Eleven in them. The guy has got everything you could possibly want. Any grooming tool, right, right. like razors. Yeah. Reese cups, and you're like, do you have oh, the king pack? Do you dude, have the king pack? They have shirts. White, what? White package in plastic shirts. Like, say you spill something on your shirt, you need to buy a shirt. They have shirts at dude, the Del Frisco Shibe, bathroom. Shibe Sports should sell their shirts inside the Del Frisco's bathroom. <laughs> no, no, no one's going to rock. You can't hang out in Del Frisco's with a Shibe Sports shirt on. No, but you're getting it for later. 
No, it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, no, no, it's no. that's an amazing <laughs> marketing tool right there. Get it for the yeah, next like, morning. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like you are going to the bathroom, you're walking in to take a piss, and you're walking out with a $25 t-shirt. I mean, what an amazing concept. So Shive Sports is also, it's on 13th Street, just north of Walnut. Yeah. Favorite city in the United States, New Orleans. Never been there. I would love to go. Never been there. Oh, Never been gosh. There. Are, you, are you serious? Yeah, man. Dude, okay. Honestly, I'll tell you right now. And you guys are, I mean, we're sitting here drinking shots and drinking beer. You you can't be in a better city in the United States and drink shots and drink beer than New Orleans. You know, Bourbon Street just seems like a huge collection of ass wipes. It's not. No? It's amazing. I, I have a lot of friends that, that, that live there, that go there, they go there every fucking year. I love to go. It, it's, 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 so, it's one of those places where it's like, you, you think that, you know, basically you think that it's going to be like the uh, one. Th- you think French Quarter is going to be cheesy and lame, and it's going to be like Disney fight? It's not at all. It's where all of the best musicians in New Orleans go because that's where the money is. So you go down, uh, uh, you go down in the French Quarter, and you're just hopping on Bourbon Street, and you're just like. You're hopping from bar to bar, and they and they're totally cool. They give you plastic cups. You said hopping like three. Like I guess there's a whole vibe in New Orleans where you just hopping. Just, yeah, no, that is like nobody stays still. Like everybody's moving always. So you go to one bar, you get a drink, and you sit there and you watch that band for 15, 20 minutes, and then you walk outside. You go to the next bar, and you have a drink at that bar. See the next band for 15, 20 minutes, and you just work your way all the way down the street, listen to live music. It really is like. You know, and I'm and I'm you know a person that's like you know I'm pretty cynical. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You might not know this, but uh, like, Bourbon Street is really cool, and everything everything around it's very cool. Like the, the architecture is amazing. Like New Orleans is really the coolest city I've ever been to. All right. Yeah, I mean, I would I just definitely would recommend it to any of you guys. And knowing knowing that you guys all like music, and knowing that you guys you know all like drinking, like you can't pick a better freaking area to go. I like the ben, fact okay. that Jason's rocking. He's bringing a um, koozie with him to the bar. Uh, from, like, yeah. I always do. From his, like label, it's like a for his, his company. That's a good yeah. one. That's a strong move. <laughs> yeah, I always have one in my back pocket. I have a billion of them. <laughs> my my hands don't like cold things anymore. I'm sorry. I'm, I wow. just, they just don't. So, for, for a second, I thought the koozie was cool, and then he just said, "My hands don't like cold things anymore." And then it became kind of uncool. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's got four kids. He's got four kids. He can do whatever the fuck he wants uh, to do. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm lucky. Pay. I'm even fucking you know walking <laughs> around. High school yeah. tuition to pay for. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking. The one thing we were talking last night that was interesting. He's a Steelers fan, and he's going. Hold on, hold on. Before we go there, I just yeah. want to follow up on the one thing, and then we'll go right to that. Right. I just want to go around the table. I already gave my favorite city. Let's go favorite city. Guy by guy. All right. So let's start with Greg. Favorite place outside of Philadelphia you've ever been to? Favorite city? Toronto. Really? Yeah, okay. man. I like Toronto. The people I've met up there, there's really good music, and I've just met really good people up there. It creeps me out how clean it is. Right. <laughs> I haven't traveled. Clearwater in March, maybe? If I was like 22, Berlin. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. German, German chicks. Yeah, it's just a great city. The art over there—it's just a whole vibe. If going you were twenty-two, on. you'd go over there for the art. Yeah, man, it's a there's a there's a whole scene, man, going on over there. Nah, I'm, I'm disbelieving. Scene. It's the wind. No, it's, a, he's, it's, he's, a, it's he's, a 20, Janice might a, listen, so he's not going to say it's that. It's a twenty-four hour disco text. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. Guy, I can't get enough dancing. This guy loves to dance. dance. This guy yeah. just loves dancing. Right. All right, Angelina, you're saying Clearwater. Clearwater. This guy. I'm this guy in March. 
Can we can we start? Can we have a Kickstarter? Like, can we have a Kickstarter to send yeah, this guy somewhere? somewhere. Yeah, before. Yeah, have like, you ever been to Wilmington? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, I start by saying uh, I haven't tra- like, I don't travel. That, that at least doesn't have little fucking taxes down there and shit. You know, like yeah, tax free. Angelina, Atlantic City, at least. Yeah, yeah. I start by saying I don't. I haven't traveled much. I just he's a I'm kind of he's a Taurus guy. You know, he's very conservative. It's hard to travel when you're attending 8276ers games a year. That's true. Yeah, Jason doesn't know. He he went to he's a season ticket holder. He went to every Sixers home game. Every single Sixers game this past season. Forty three count in the preseason. Oh my fucking god. I <laughs> fucking sadist. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, as soon as the podcast is over, he's got a spiked belt he's just going to whip his back <laughs> two, with when two, he gets home. Two years ago, the Sixers came to us, and they wanted, like, 40 jerseys framed. And we're like, this sounds great. And they're like, we don't want to pay, but you can have club box seats and blah, 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 blah. And we did the math, and we're like... <laughs> No, I could see. No if they, way. I could see if they were like no a, a, a playoff way. perennial playoff contender. Yeah. Like, no it's like the way. last place team. Oh, we'll give you a couple like, boxes. What, what am I supposed to do with these fucking things? Like, no, <laughs> no one's gonna want to go there. I'm like, nah. no, no, nah. You're not impressing anybody Man, with. Yeah. That's no. weak. That's a weak move by them. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that's how it is. They man. don't want to pay the, for like, their dude, shit. Have you, I mean, we've all we've all been around long enough to notice. That the cheapest people in America are the people the, with the most. Oh money. yeah, for oh. sure, man. I mean, I mean that's you know, and, and it's like be, for whatever reason, people are always like looking down on the, like the the most poor, yeah. and they're like, oh, why don't they you know spend more money? It's like yeah. no, like the, the billionaires are the ones who will come to your restaurant and leave like an eight percent tip. I've been out with really uh, wealthy I'm, people who tip on the pre-tax yeah. dollar amount. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sure. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I have people that that. Are just like uh, that's way too much money. It's way too much money. I'm like, I, you just pulled up in a fucking hundred thousand dollar car. The reason why you're rich isn't because you're saving money on picture framing. Do you understand that? It, it's just not. Like, holy shit! Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's unbelievable. It really is crazy. Like, it really is. Like, and I think that part. Of, you know, we're seeing so much, and we won't. Could, I promise we won't talk politics. But like, we're seeing this sort of backlash against it with like the whole like Sanders thing. Yeah. Like. I think part of it's not just because it's just like a gut check reaction of, you know, screw the rich. I think a lot of it's because we become a, a service economy and those those of us who have worked at least some part of our lives in the service business totally. have recognized that, okay, if you come in and you spend a ton of money, I'm not bitching. Right. If you come in and you're going to nickel and dime me and, you, you you know, you just flew here in a Learjet and came in a limousine right. and you're going to try to tell me that you want it for $5 less – Dude, I'm I'm ready to go to war. Revolution, the revolution's here, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's I, it's insane, man. All right, so best best city you've been to? I think Amsterdam. Uh, I was in Europe really young. I was like 19. Whatever their skateboarding was amazing. Uh, wow. I loved Amsterdam. Um, we stayed there for about a month. Oh, I guess. dude, a month in Amsterdam and would we, be insane. Wow. We had, so my friend, and you're still alive. So my, my friend uh, lived there, and then he moved in with his girlfriend outside of Amsterdam. But you never get rid of your place there, apparently. So he just gave us the keys to his house. Smoked hash, played chess, skateboarded every day. It was fucking amazing, man. God, man. And I was like... Why does time have to march? I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. I'm going to come back here every month. <laughs> like, like, we're recently... Yeah. yeah. I haven't like, fucking even had a sniff of yeah. fucking Europe. That's what yeah, we were there. Yeah. Now, you we were there. Now, now you got 12 kids. No, <laughs> like, like I said, you know, you know, you've been to Wilmington? No? Okay, great. That's all the only place I've been for the past fucking 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't compete with that. Like I've I've never left United States territory, so yeah. I, I I haven't I haven't been I've been a lot of places in the U.S. I have not been far outside the U.S. 
But like you, you, you gotta, you gotta, Angelina. Like now he's got a new car. Can, yeah, we, all, can we all can we all join forces and tell this twenty three year old guy? Cross country, baby. You're cross country. You're 23. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you haven't fucking been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, don't have any fucking kids. You'll go places. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so last night we were uh, Jason and I were here talking, and uh, Eagles and Steelers are playing preseason or regular season. Regular, well, they're playing preseason. Preseason in Pittsburgh. Right. Regular season is the 25th, I think, so September 25th. He's geeked up. He's going to go to the game. But it was interesting to hear his perspective because he looks at the Eagles like the Browns. Like it's not even a important game. It's just a blip on their radar to the playoffs. Sure. Like, yeah. sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, that's totally fair. That's, oh, all, and that's, that's what I've been trying to beat well, into these two uh, knuckleheads' brains for the last few weeks, well, well, is, that, is that we have a joke of a franchise. Like, the Eagles are a joke. The, the, and what they're doing now with, you know, trading everything to get some quarterback out of North Dakota, like, from a, from a you know, a, a macro level, you're like, oh, this guy, could, he's really tall. It could be good. No, from like a big, if you look at the big picture, you just traded everything from a quarterback from North Dakota. So, so the reason why this came up is I invited Greg to the tailgate. My cousin Steve's got amazing evil season tickets. They're the 30-yard line on the visitor's side. He is a heckler. He's amazing. Amazing. You know, Eagles fan, amazing. We're going to have a huge tailgate. It'll be Eagles fans there, Steelers fans there. Greg's like, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? So like, I, I can't. I can't, I, I can't be there with Steelers. I don't tailgate Eagles. with Steelers fans. And I'm just like, and I was like this. I'm like, what are you talking no Steelers fan gives a fuck about the Eagles. They don't fucking care. You're the fucking Cleveland Browns. No one gives a shit. The only, the only, the only people that that I don't even know if the fucking Cowboys even give a shit. No, anymore. no, they don't. No, they care about the Redskins. <laughs> it's the most overrated rivalry I've yeah, ever heard of. You know what no, I'm saying? It's like, the most one-sided rivalry. The Cowboys just, have no idea that it exists. Why can't? Yeah. Why like, can't? Why do they hate us here? What's going on? <laughs> why can't Eagles fans come to a tailgate with the Steelers, have a good time, watch a game? And and just be happy, like fucking a. Like there's no there is no Steelers Eagles right. Pennsylvania. It doesn't matter. The only time you're ever going to see those team, two teams in a meaningful game is the fucking Super Bowl, which is never going to happen. happen. Right. So well, just fucking come and enjoy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just relax. Like, and, and, I'll go there. I'll enjoy. Here, but I'll be yeah. with I'll be with Eagles fans. Here's something I'll say on the podcast that I would never say on the air, which is <laughs> that like when i moved here like i was probably football was my biggest thing mm-hmm. and i've and i've really moved pretty hard toward baseball and i'd say now basketball is probably number 2 and i think number of reasons but one of the big ones is that i really enjoy phillies fans and i don't enjoy eagles fans and it's because they're so angry and it's like dude Relax, like it's still a freaking, it's, it's still a freaking game. It's Super Bowl, we or bust stink. every fucking like, like, year. Except that we stink. Like just accept. Like the Cubs have, the Cubs fans have accepted. Yeah. They're going. They stink forever. Oh, they twenty two and except six for now. <laughs> and that's twenty two yeah, no, and six. No, that's that's a whole other topic yeah. because I mean the Cubs are blowing my mind. I mean they well, just lit up Scherzer a couple hours ago. I mean just yeah. absolutely humiliated Scherzer. Like this team is rolling over everybody. But anyway, like just adopt the lovable loser thing. Like you don't have to be. Giant jerks! If you're saying, "Oh, I can't tell," go this. Come on, freaking let it go. 
I'm totally on. I'm telling you, I'm on board. Listen, with some it. of my best friends are from. I'll Pittsburgh, make you the best but. fucking asparagus you've ever had. I swear to fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. I swear. I swear. I'm, as long as it's got that spice on it, yeah, that you, you hooked me up with. What is that spice? Oh, Dixie I, dirt. They don't even make it anymore. Dixie dirt. He hooked me up with this thing. Dixie dirt. It tastes great on vegetables. I can't imagine how good it is on meat. <laughs> They don't make it anymore? No. I gave you the, my last... I was just like, oh, I picked this up for Greg, and I gave it to you. And then I was like, I can't even order it anymore. And I'm, eat, I'm eating broccoli with it. I know. It's yeah. just fucking amazing. But uh, uh, This guy... this guy, I like how everything Jason likes is no longer in business. He's like, oh, there's a best record store. That's right. No, they don't exist. Best, best restaurant I've ever been... No, it doesn't exist anymore. Nope. Best oh, seasoning. Dude, this spice. This spice. I, I, oh, absolutely. No, it's not I, there. I could be the worst. <laughs> This guy, this guy has access to all the things that are no longer in business. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't understand why we just can't tailgate, and have a good time. Fuck, go see a football game. Yeah, man. no, it, it's 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 it really is Dude, too I'm not personal. Trying, I'm not it really to is too personal out here. It really is too personal. And I'm not here. saying the Steeler fans are going to cause cause a fight, but there could be knucklehead Eagles fans. I just don't want to be involved in. I don't want to be with anyone wearing Steelers gear at an Eagles game. Okay, okay. So this can this can lead into another discussion that I, you know, is a little bit more serious, but like it's really frustrating to me and I don't think it's Philadelphia only, but like it's really frustrating to me that like I would never conceive of like taking my wife or my child to an NFL game and like baseball game in a second. Hockey in a second, basketball in a second. Sure. In the NFL, I literally will not take my wife and child because I really am concerned about hyper the, the, the combination yeah. of this of just just loaded up with booze and angry. And and, 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 and I think it's and not it's not just Philly. And I don't want to feel like I'm coming down in Philly, but like it's it's the whole Northeast. It's not everywhere. Dude, it's the whole it's Northeast. Booze. They're doing like balloon nitrous balloons. Like I went to three games last year. Every time you walk around the parking lot, I just feel like I'm in Mad Max. Like it is like a whole nother civilization down there in the yeah. tailgate parking lots. Like, who, yeah, I like, mean, I mean, here's the, there's like, like recklessness law. Like, it's just I wouldn't ring my. Well, Jason, how, how do you feel with kids? Like, like, I've been to. I took my kids. We go to, every year. We go to Pittsburgh. For, try to go every year for a game. I took my kids one year so far. It was last year, um, but it was Pittsburgh and it was Cincinnati, but. It was not bad. You guys have six fucking Super Bowls. I, Everyone's happy. I, <laughs> I mean, we're fucking pissed off, but dude. But that's, that's yeah. a big rivalry. That's a big rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big rivalry. The yeah. Bengals are the, the yeah, powerhouse man. team. Man. They're guys. just like winning they championship. They just keep doing it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Brown, that guy, <laughs> that's a mind right there, buddy. There, I'm just going to keep his I'm job coaching you, that team, yeah. the Bengals. I'm telling you, that was... A, well, think about last year. It was huge. Yeah. It, it was... It was huge. No, last the Bengals. The Bengals have been good the last couple of years. They really have. Those places yeah. are really close together. Cleveland, right? Cincinnati. They got Andy Dalton. He's like Paxson. Paxson Lynch. Um, hey, look, listen, no, anyway, he's like Carson Wentz. They're both. They're both. I've t- gone t- to, tall, goofy redheads. I've gone to games in Baltimore. I would not take my kids right. like away to Baltimore. Right. Steelers, Ravens, in Baltimore it was brutal. Right. I went once. You, did you wear Steelers gear there? Yeah, I went once four years ago. Maybe six years ago, maybe. Like. Like Big Ben got sacked like eleven times. I did not stand up one time to cheer. It was awful. But I'm not I even mean, a fan of. Awful. I wouldn't even wear other teams' gear. Like I'm a Syracuse basketball fan. I'll travel around to see them at Pitt, Nova. I don't. I just respect the house. I don't wear other uh, teams' can, gear. You can. You can. I, I went to a Redskins game a few. Here's the deal. Like I went to a Redskins game a few years ago. Wore all my wore all my Eagles game. Uh, all my Eagles gear. And all the 
people like behind me were like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You're worthless. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm worthless. Yep. No, I'm terrible. I'm trash. And like, as long as you don't say, what'd you say to me? Like, as long yeah. as you don't come back with that whole attitude, of, of that whole attitude, like, they leave you alone. I, like, then, then it's a joke, and then they start teasing if, you. If you're, listen, I'm fucking 43. I'm a fucking man. I'm like, uh, whatever. All right, cool. Whatever. Great. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm uh, a jerk. I'm a jerk. Uh, I'm a jerk. It's fine. I understand. Uh, I'm in your house. Uh, I'm a jerk, and that's fine. You're wearing your gear I'm in your house. A, you are a jerk. Not being no, a jerk. No, no, no. No, but there, was other, there were other fans in the same section, Eagles fans, who... Part of it probably because they're younger, but part of them were like really like, oh, bring it on, bring it on. And the Redskins, Redskins guys are like, bring it on. It's like, I'm not trying to be a part of that. Like, no. I'll wear my Redskins, I'll wear my Eagles gear because I want to represent, but like, unless you're a psychopath, you're probably not just taking a free swing at me. Like, this isn't a Trump rally. It's I'll, not quite I'll, there. I'll, it's getting there, but it's not quite there. I tailgated at the Saints Eagles game last year, and it, it seemed fine. Like, that they're not rivals. Like if it's right. You know the rivalry game. Well, are, and you're, you're talking weird. about the Saints. I that's what I'm saying. Like well, the Saints are as woeful. Pretty. Well, I mean they've won mm-hmm. one Super Bowl. All right. So I'm they're just, not. I as think. Woeful. I think those games depend on the the you know the the rivalry. It's hard to hate on the Saints and Saints fans. Saints fans have been through some terrible years. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to hate on a city with Katrina. Right. <laughs> like I have no ill will towards any New Orleans fans. No. But Steelers fans, yeah, man, I'd be. It's just irritating if I'm down there tailgating and a bunch of fucking you and your boys roll through with a bunch of Steelers shirt jerseys on and hats. And I will. Say, it's like, like fuck you guys, you know. Like, and I, I understand your like the you want the mentality of um like you know like this podcast right now. We're talking about the Philadelphia sports scene, not the Cleveland yeah. sports scene or you know North Dakota sports scene. It's you want to be around people that you know you're going to the you're going into the game with the Eagles. You know, frame of mind. Right. You know, those Eagles glasses. You want to be talking about it and associated with those people that have this. I don't need same to see thoughts. reminders of the small yeah. fucking town of like four hundred thousand people that have six fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> Listen, as long as you motherfuckers know that no one gives a shit. All right, that's a, you. No one gives a right, shit. Right. You know, no, no, keep no. that in the back of your no, head. No nobody here can cares. imagine that. That nobody no in the one league gives a fuck right, about right. the Eagles. <laughs> no, no, I mean, fucking it really cares. is. Cra- it really is crazy how hyper local this place is. It's like, insane. It, I, I think it's more hyper local probably than any other city in the United States. And part of it's because I yes. think that I think that Philly kind of set the bar in terms of local sports radio. Like if you if you listen to New York. Those guys are talking about like the St. Louis teams. They're talking about like the French Open, and like there's all like in Philly. You are talking about Philly sports twenty four seven. There are two stations, forty eight hours a day. They're talking about Philly sports. Pretty much so, the Eagles, like eighty percent right. of the yeah, time. Yeah, eighty percent Eagles. So, so you have this like. I mean, really, it's kind of this mass insanity. Whereas, like, in other cities, are like, okay, well, let's talk a little bit, you know, about, you know, Wimbledon. And they're like, what? No, who cares right. about Wimbledon? i got to talk about Sam Bradford. Like, it's, just, well, like, it's, it's totally it really true. It's crazy. It's totally perfect true. perfect example that is um, in this, this stretch of talking about Sam Bradford missing voluntary camps. Like, you know, oh, my God, he's missing voluntary camps. There was the whole story of... Mark Cuban saying uh, Durant's a superstar, Russell Westbrook is not a superstar. And I think that's a very fascinating debate that could open up from that of what makes a superstar in the NBA or in sports in general. But particularly the NBA because it's a weird sport with, you know, with, you know, with icons kind of being there, living legends and all that. So I'm thinking, like, that's a really good topic, you know, superstar. Who, who is a superstar in the NBA and who's not? 
And we're sitting here talking, oh, my, Sam Bradford missed his second day of voluntary workouts. Philly radio would have to be, who are the greatest Philly superstars? Right. Yeah. That's right. how it's got to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, Dr. J, Mark Schmidt, <laughs> yeah, right. um, there's, okay, a, there's, there's a, Chase. Yeah. Dude, there's a quarterback controversy. It's fucking May 5th. <laughs> right. I know. And there's a fuck. Seriously. Yeah. Like, you right. fucking kidding me? Because yeah. he missed voluntary workouts. Yeah. Oh, quarterback controversy in May. I know. I know. It really, no. It it's is fucking right. insanity. No, exactly. And I'm so glad. Glad that like I'm glad that you're here to like because these guys are so caught up in the vortex oh, yeah, and I'm from out like, of town. No, I'm I, rec- ta- I recognize like, how dumb it is. I need yeah. another another glass of Kool Aid. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm from out of town and I'm just like this is so this is madness. This isn't normal. This is the way normal people behave. They're not like furious on like Cinco de Mayo because the quarterback missed two days of voluntary workouts. Well, I think like um I think in Philly, if not for fantasy football. And gambling, like Philly sports fans would not watch other football games. Like I don't think Philly sports fans watch an NBA game for the most part, unless the Sixers are playing. They don't watch hockey games if it's not a Philly right. team playing. Right. Like my, my dad doesn't watch any games for the most part unless it's a Philly team playing. Right. And, and to that, I would say, like if the Eagles like, sign, is that everywhere? I don't know if that's everywhere. Like when the Eagles sign uh, the receiver Chris Givens. Yeah. So many people have an opinion of it. It's like, how do you have an opinion of this guy? He was fourth. Well, he had his best years with fucking Sam Bradford, dude. He had like 900 well, yards. Let, let, me tell you wh- let, me, let me tell you why they, they do. Because they listen to fucking sports radio 24 fucking 7. <laughs> and they, they hear what they say, and they're like, oh, man, oh, look at him. Oh, if they pick him in the fourth round. Like, it was, seriously, that's that's the only reason. That's the only reason why they fucking know that how shit. Do you, like, how do you have an opinion of the guy? There's... You're sitting here telling me you watched every Rams game in the last five years. Like you're out of your. I know for a fact you didn't. But <laughs> so like I don't know. Like they have an they have somewhat of an awareness, I guess. Wait, like, there's way too much, too, too many, too many of the Chunk. brain pistons are firing like, over things that could not wait possibly matter Dude, less. Listen, listen to what we're right. talking about, Chris Givens, right? Right. They have seven, six, seven Super Bowls. What is it? Six? Six. Six. Right? They have Antonio Brown. Like, yeah. Their receivers, the receiving core is always legit. I don't know I am, who, I am who is the receiver scout in Pittsburgh or who the wide receiver coaches, but it's fucking insane. It like, never high year, draft picks either. No, and every year they have studs catching the Linebackers ball. and wide receivers, yeah. man. I mean, having That's a quarterback, I mean. solid quarterback, this always fucking helps, man. Good but. Lord. I am so I am so happy you're here, Jason, because I I because this goes back to what I've been screaming at these two, and and they're both knuckleheads, so they don't get it because they're local and they they are out of their minds. And 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 would the Steelers ever sacrifice as many picks for the for a quarterback who a month earlier was supposed to be the fifteenth pick, but all of a sudden because quarterbacks mean everything, shot up to number two. Would the Steelers ever team that's won six Super Bowls? Would they ever sacrifice as many picks as the Eagles did so they could have three that that a guy who played Never. quarterback at North Dakota Never. State? Never. Never. Thank you. Never. Thank you, sir. Never. I'm so happy you're here. Never. I am so happy Never. you're here. We'll see what well, happens. Well, Ben's old. We'll see what happens in a couple years. Well, I got to point yeah. out. Like, They'll probably pick a guy with their 17th pick who will go on to win four more Super Bowls. <laughs> and we'll sit here with Carson Wentz, who's the second coming of Doug Peterson, who's his coach. And we're going to sit here and we're going we're gonna to be like, I can't believe. How does it? And then the next time they do it, Mr. Kool-Aid over here, Mr. Kool-Aid drinker, <laughs> this guy will freaking the next coach that comes in. It's like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade with the future picks for a quarterback. Let's like, do it. I'm on board. Let's, Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's, Let's go. go. Roll the dice. Let's I, go. I, I could buy that. If, it's, it's so like, crazy. It's not like it's not like the owner is um, Matt and Roxborough and the, the the GM's Joe in South Philly. Like, Howie Roseman is from Florida. Joe Banner's from Boston. Like it, 
where does it's not like they're from here where they had that attitude. They they come from different perspectives. I'm saying your perspectives in terms of thinking this but, was a but great the one, move. The the fact, actually, the, he's saying the fact that we put up with this year. The fact, the fact, year. The fact that this team can do yeah, this to you. They're the ones that they, did they it. Can do, they can do this to you indefinitely. You won't care <laughs> right. because you're always going to say, oh, no, I think this is the one that's going to work. Sure, man. Th- this year is an extraordinary circumstance, though. I mean, I mean fucking A. Chip Kelly last year, like I remember draft, when draft day was happening, my, my partner you know, at the, at the shop, Fred, should be here. Because he's a number one fucking Eagles fan. Great guitar but player, Holy too. fucking shit, man. They were like, this is crazy. It's unprecedented. Everyone's talking like, oh, my God, look at Chip go. Blah, 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 blah. And then the next year, they fucking trade every fucking person or drop every person that he fucking drafted. They trade two picks. And it's fucking crazy. It's right. fucking crazy. Two picks. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, these guys. These guys want to totally understate the fact that we don't have a first round. And and I love the NFL just trolling Philadelphia. The NFL said next year we're going to hold the draft in Philadelphia. Well, where, where oh, else? When, when they have no, no, no picks, of where? course they are. Of <laughs> no, no, course, no. this is our moment in the sun. We don't even have a freaking draft. Pack. Where was the other city they considered though? I don't know, Jacksonville, L.A. Okay, what does L.A. have in common with us? They traded up too. They right? traded they their first round <laughs> pick away too. So it's not like they were trolling Philadelphia. There, there may be a theme here. But no, no. <laughs> they, they okay, were okay. Can, can, let, me, let me talk LA's to the guy. LA's new. Let me talk to the guy who's never been anywhere. In LA, they don't give a fuck. Okay, they could have the draft party in LA, and like, like literally ninety five percent of the population will have no clue it was there. And in Philadelphia, you'll be walking the street and you'll hear the homeless guy go, "Having a fucking, they're having a fucking, uh, they're having a fucking draft party here, and we have a first round pick." Like every single human being in Philadelphia is going to know it, and nobody in LA will give a shit. It's That's true. the difference. Like they're trolling us. People realize there's only one round on Thursday. Like that, you know, that Thursday, it's the first round. There's still others, there's six other rounds for the, the other two days. And how many picks did you have? Yeah, I know. Wow. But everybody gets excited about that seventh round draft pick. Oh, my God. Who are we going to get? No, but the, yeah, the, the, no, the, I heard the that scene, McNeese State uh, no, as, safety as, is. No, uh, as far as bringing, you know, people in, in you know, uh, income into the city, like it's still here. Like there, there's I, people still going to be here. Well, right, but like you want you want the energy to be high. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, if you're having the, like we have the DNC here this year. It's like they said, "All right, we're having the DNC party," but Hillary's not going to be here. <laughs> it's just like it's like what? Yeah. Why are we doing this? I was at the draft party at the link this year, and okay. uh, they were selling fucking their pick hard, like really hard. We they they fuck. I don't know what they do this every year. But, like, we got access to the field. We had access to the fucking locker rooms. Um, they had fucking booze, food, everything. And they are selling it. They want this well, kid. They want their pick. That dude, Carson Wentz, to be the dude. And they were fucking letting every fan there know it. Like, it, it, I mean, we're doing something great right now. Like they were selling that yeah. shit like crazy. Oh man, it's it, it's like it's like you know they say desperation makes the smelliest perfume. <laughs> I mean, has that ever been more visible sports wise yeah. than with the Eagles? So, so I went down there with two Eagles fans. My my buddy sells Budweiser. <laughs> I, I love the fact, by the way, you and I have just hijacked the show <laughs> to crap on the so, Eagles. That was so great. This, wait to hear this. I, these two have been attacking me this the last so, three podcasts. That was so good. <laughs> and now finally, I have an ally. So 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 we go down there. My buddy sells. Uh, he sells Bud for a living, and uh, got us into the party or whatever. So we go down there and sells the, Budweiser. Yeah. All right. So the guy that the Eagle that was in our suite or was Bear Brooks. All right. And I was like, oh man, like. 
Bear Brooks. I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure that guy won a Super Bowl. And sure enough, yeah, with the Steelers. yes, he did. And I got to try on a Super Bowl ring. It was amazing. <laughs> so we go down for the draft party, and I get to try on a Super Bowl ring. It ruled. <laughs> it friggin' ruled. It was so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about these uh, Sixers have made some uh, moves today. They brought in Mark Eversley. And uh, who's the Cohen guy? Uh, Brett. Is it Ned? Ned Cohen, yeah. So I don't know much about Ned, but I was reading about Mark Eversley. He managed a Nike store, a retail store for a few years, and then worked his way up through the Nike Corporation, and then he was in charge of them. He was like the liaison with the players. Anyone who was endorsed, I guess whatever they needed, he would get them their shit. And then somehow he became like a Toronto VP of player personnel, and he's in personnel in Washington now. And then right before Washington, now he signed here. That's a great roster. Right. So how does a guy who goes from being a retail store manager to being a player liaison, just like, yo, man, you cool, what do you need? Get into evaluating. Gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, because I'm good at fantasy. Right. I'm good at fantasy. Right. Like, I run a retail store. Yeah, like, exactly. There's no, reason, there's no reason those two things can't come together. Like, we're supposed to be cool with this guy. This guy's coming in to be VP of player personnel and scouting. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, I've you know, as somebody, again, that's got retail experience, <laughs> whose fantasy baseball team is currently in second place, right. I think that if the Sixers called me up and they said, you know, we need you to scout some talent, I'd say, well, I've got the resume. Yeah, I mean this. This like just you want to no look at this as a, as a negative. I'm looking at it as a positive. Well, he, I mean, it's he's totally Mr. Joe Everyman. Any <laughs> of us can do this. <laughs> the dream's alive, baby. Are you concerned as the season took a holder, Mike? Yeah, yeah. As a guy who's going to be, uh, <laughs> as a guy who's going to be attending uh, <laughs> yeah, 129 games over the next three years, uh, are you concerned <laughs> at all? Instead of traveling anywhere, are you concerned at all? <laughs> With the fact that a guy that used to run a Walgreens is currently deciding <laughs> yeah. which are the best team, best players for the Sixers team. Well, Quick question. What are you talking about? When, when they go on a road trip to, to play the Wizards, I'm down there in D.C. <laughs> you, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, no, this guy. Uh, this you guy, making road yeah, trips? Yeah, no. Yeah, this guy, uh, this guy has seen fax machines in numerous cities. dedication. Yeah, this guy's seen fax machines in numerous cities. Where he, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am concerned because... I have no reason to think this guy's good at his job. Uh, the two places he's been to, that they haven't won shit. So, right, like, right. <laughs> that, wasn't that the same thing with Colangelo? Yeah, I mean, uh, Colangelo's best. I I did more. Uh, I looked more at the Colangelo record. His best year in Toronto, two thousand six oh seven. He inherited the entire roster. They won forty seven games and lost in the first round. Had no hope for really had, at no point had any hope for a championship. His final season, they won like, you know, it was like a 20 and 62 year. His final year, they're a team that's clearly going nowhere, gets fired. In between, a lot of fourth and fifth place finishes. So I'm not really, I know what Jerry Colangelo sees in him and he sees his son. I'm not sure what Sixers ownership sees in in, uh, Brian Colangelo. I think we're dealing with the good old boys club, yeah. and it's just a matter of oh, he's connected with the good old boys network. So, what's, what's, oh, what's his so, last name? Oh, it's Colangelo. Right, oh, okay, Colangelo. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, bring him in. That's all it is, and it and it. And it um, I don't even want to start down this path because I'm just gonna. We're having a good time. We're laughing. Like, we're drinking yeah. some beers. I'm just gonna get angry because yeah. the, because the the Sixers are we're, we're that close 
to doing something. And like, oh, and here's a tie-in. How about how about those Atlanta Hawks, dude? At least they they do everything right, don't they? And becoming a contender, no, they do. And all they do is lose to the Cavs by forty every single playoff game every single year. But at least they're doing it right. At least they're doing what because they have Kyle Korver on the team. Yeah, they got Kyle Korver. That guy's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know you're the big hinky guy. So let me ask you this. Say okay. This. So, you, so, so uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Ask me it, this. Yeah. Okay. So you you see what the Hawks are doing, which is the antithesis to what the Sixers did, which is don't choke, just keep trying to bring in guys who are kind of good and just lose by forty to the Cavaliers every single playoff game of every year. Right. Is that what you want the Sixers to be? No. Why do you think they're going to be that? Because that's Track what record. people who hate Hinky. That that's that's, that's what, what they, they that's what that's what that's what they endorse. They endorse the Atlanta Hawks way of thinking, which is I that don't buy which that is that all. you simply oh there's a free agent that you can get that's like okay at basketball and you can spend top dollar for him. Well, that's com- yeah, exactly. That that's that's competing. No, who's, the, who's who's the guy you're hyped on? Who's the free agent you bring him up every time? You're like they're gonna sign this guy. Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Oh fuck him! He's no, awful. No, 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 no that's he's, medi- he's the most mediocre player on a, a, yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. team I've ever seen. No, but that's what I'm saying. The Sixers will do that now. Yeah. Colangelo's yeah, yeah, there. I'm not saying say. I endorse him. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm saying, saying that's up. what now that Colangelo now, now that they've got respectable leadership, uh, air quotes that they're going. That's the kind of guy that they'll spend a lot of money on because now next year they can win 35 let, games instead of 11. Right. There's no difference. Let me ask you this: So, what happens if they get the fourth round, the fourth pick this year? They're screwed. Right, so the fourth pick, they're ruined. Right, so that would be the hinky plan. What do you mean? You, you, the, you have to roll the dice. You have to roll the dice. Tank, you tank, have no tank, choice. and they're they're not going to ever you get the, the fourth pick. Right. Yeah, but eventually you accumulate enough fourth picks, assets that you're you're right. you become pretty good. Yeah. Then and, you de- you you deal jaw. Jaw has value, and, yeah. and you know, and, and you go from there. I mean, and you know, like the Sixers are not in a bad place. I mean, I'm. Okay, here's here's a good question. Let's put them in order. Everybody around the table, order of most likely to win the next championship in Philadelphia. I'm gonna go fighting Phillies. Phillies, Phillies yeah. Phillies, man. Flyers and Sixers is tough because I really like where the Sixers are. The Flyers seem a little bit more stable though. Um, they uh, they know they yeah, know they know who the GM. Uh, and, and, and hockey, if you make the playoffs, you have a chance. I go, so I'm going to go. I I'm, go Flyers too. Yeah, I'm going to go fly, Flyers because you have much better chance just by making the playoffs. In basketball, there's really you, five you, teams you that can one win, three best and, teams. and the other yeah. eleven teams are just there, you know, for revenue. So yeah, uh, I'll go Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Eagles. Yep, I agree. That's my list. I agree. Yep. Why Phillies? Like, uh, oh, they're they're set, man. Yeah, yeah, the minor league it. system yeah, is beautiful. Good. They got three pitchers who are legit, and in two years, win three years, uh, right? three, two years, two years, twenty eighteen. After they, they, after the eighteen season, the two thousand nineteen free agent season is stacked. All right, I'll double check. I'll double okay. check on that. But yeah. but in two, yeah, in two or three seasons, when when the Phillies, when the free agent uh, uh, scene is stacked. The Phillies have literally zero dollars on the books. So you're thinking, if you're thinking in three years they'll two to three years, this is going to be a serious contender. contender. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wouldn't it, be, it would be after I think it's seventeen? Yeah, I think I think Mike's right. I think it might take the because because they have no 2018 commitments. That Correct. Will, that's what makes it key. Right. Well, I don't know. I'll look up yeah, Bryce I, Harper's contract. I think it might take the Flyers a little bit Like Manny Machado's never he's never signed. I like where the Flyers are. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people do, and you got Ghost who's. You know, got people excited as a young guy. That's Drew still has a lot of good years in him. 
Yeah. I mean, I uh, that, that's tough. I mean, I'm not as big of a I'm not as big of a hockey guy as I am a baseball guy, so I'm not watching paying as close of attention. But you Bra- know, I, Bra- I definitely Bryce Harper's got arbitration through 2018. After 2018, right? But there's guy. some other guys the year before, though. No, but the the year with Bryce Harper, it's. Okay. Legit after 2018. Right. Oh, so, so even if there's a big free agent in uh you know winter of 17, then I guess they could. But the thing, no money. But the thing that's exciting is that you're looking at we're looking at three pitchers who are legit MLB pitchers. You know, I mean, small sample size. Well, we don't get ahead. We have, correct. We don't get ahead of ourselves. We have three guys who look like they're legit starters. We have Herrera who looks absolutely terrific. He's I love that guy. Uh, I love that guy. And then you got Franco, Franco. who's who's the real deal. And so you've got. You're, you're still a long way. You're still six offensive players away. So let's not. Yeah, act, you have Crawford coming up. You have Crawford coming. You have Williams catchers, coming up. Tommy catchers. Joseph looks yeah. like the first baseman of the future right now. He's batting like three ninety in right. the minor yeah. leagues. And they were six or seven home runs. Yeah, I thought like, they were going to give up on that guy. Yeah. Right, a couple yeah, of like years. The pig ago. irons are st- like their minor league triple A team is pretty stacked with talent right now. Yeah, Corey Simon had a really good piece a couple days ago about how good the about how good the minor league system looks, yeah. and it's you know. It, it's 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 fun. Like it's fun. Like baseball. Like I said earlier. Like it's it's like having your friends over. That's on TV every single night. You come home. You're talking to your kid. You're talking to your wife. You're like you're like and like it's just in the background. It's like it's like having a friend over. And and so when the team is even when they're just starting out, you're getting to know these guys. And I think already we know. Okay, we got five guys. Gallus is a perfectly serviceable utility. He's just a placeholder for Crawford. Placeholder, but, but, he's, but, he's, but he but he really is electrifying on defense. That yeah. play the other night against the Cardinals in the ninth inning was yeah. just absolutely amazing. Yeah, the, the and, creature. And, and, and so, like you know, you've you've got these guys that are that are kind of exciting to watch, and you can see the plan in place. Whereas with with the Sixers, you see the plan, but they just handed over leadership, so we don't know where the plan goes from here. With the Eagles, I have no clue what the plan is. It, it, and I don't think the plan they is do. if and Carson Wentz is good, they're good. If he's no. not good, they're fucked. Just because yeah. Carson Wentz might be good doesn't mean they're going to be good. How many good quarterbacks are on terrible teams? Fucking Andrew Luck was going to be that good. It's not a terrible team. Yeah, that team's good. they've gone to the playoffs the three years he stayed healthy. If you have a good quarterback, you have a good team. You have so, a better chance at having a good team. Like the, like the last four years, the one year the Colts don't go to the playoffs is the year he just happens to have a season-ending injury. Yeah. All right, so we should wrap it up. We yeah, I got to get the hell long. out of here. I got this one guy, child This home. guy's got a kid. <laughs> He's got a kid. <laughs> Oh, man. Get this guy home. He's got, yeah. He's got that one got child a, at home. He's got a friend on television and a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> love that in the show with James eating me alive. Jason. Love the guy, Jason, sorry. Jason. I, love the fact that, I love the fact that the dude I met an hour ago is now hosting a roast of me. <laughs> All right, we look to Johnny for hanging out. ShivesVintageSports.com. Is it ShivesSports.com? ShivesSports.com, yeah. All right, Jason, Trinity Framing, Mike Angelina. Thanks for Spoonie and O'Neill's for letting us hang here. And, uh, go Eagles. Yeah. <laughs>